1: Come on, son! It's the podcast. Come on, son. And, man, what can I say? This, since Sunday, it's been solemn, solemn. I haven't felt right. I haven't been right. I haven't slept well. I hardly have an appetite. And by now, everybody out there knows the reason why. It's because of the death of Kobe Bean Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other people aboard his helicopter when he was on his way to Mamba Academy for his daughter and two other young ladies that happened to be in that helicopter with them to play a basketball game. This shook the entire world. Kobe was 41 years old. He was everything to a lot of people, man. Kobe is is who you were in your generation when you shot a piece of paper in the basket and you yelled out. Kobe, he meant so much to so many people. If you played 20 years of basketball, 20 seasons of basketball, you meet millions and millions of fans. You meet millions and millions of people. There is so much to you as a human being, and so much of Kobe Bryant was given to us as a great basketball player that today I'm going to dedicate this podcast to the memory of the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant. We're going to look over Kobe's career a little bit. I'm going to talk to somebody that I know that had a very personal relationship with Kobe Bryant for a while. And we're going to talk about all things Kobe. So, just come on, son, the podcast. Baby, it's all about me. It's all about you. It's all about this podcast. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. Come on, son, son. Come on, son, the podcast. Y'all know me. It's Ed Lover. Back for a little bit more. And like I said, we're going to cover the entire life of uh, Kobe Bryant. And uh, on the phone with me right now, calling in all the way from the Bronx, New York, is a very, very dear Friend of mine who goes by the name of Unique, and she had a very personal relationship with Kobe Bryant. Unique, how you doing, sister?
0: I'm alright. I'm you know in shock like everyone else. Uh-huh. You know. I uh, can't the, believe it.
1: That's understandable. You know what? I I I I say this, Unique. This is going to be one of those you remember exactly where you were when uh. You heard that Kobe passed away. Where were you?
0: I was on my food truck, getting ready to go out for the day, and you called me. I didn't know. I was so busy that morning. I didn't hear anything. And then you called me. I couldn't believe it. I just, uh, I was just, no, I just went back home. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. I can't wrap my mind around it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and think about their 20-year anniversary, and we were there, and, you know, we were there 20 years ago when they when they met him and Vanessa, and they were new and fresh, and he was telling me, Unique, when you get out here, Vanessa's going to take you out, and I was <laughs> uh, just thinking about all the memories of everything, you know? Yeah. how, um, how
1: did Unique, how did you end up meeting Kobe Bryant?
0: Actually, um I had went to LA to shop my record deal. Uh-huh. And I think I was in Jive. I forgot what label I was in. I was sitting in I think it was Jive for a few hours. They had me waiting in the in the lobby and Jared came out, Jared Washington, Kobe's brother in law. He's married to Kobe's sister Sharia. Right. He came out in um I asked him, I said, you know, are they seeing anyone else or whatever? And he was like, I don't know. Like, what what, what do you do? And I said, I rap. I have my demo. Mm-hmm. So since they didn't see me, I ended up giving it to him. He <laughs> was just fate. I said, they're not going to see me here. He's like, yeah, I have a record label. You know, he didn't really mention Kobe. He just said he had a record label. So I gave it to him. The next day he called me with him and Kobe on the phone. He was like, we want to sign you. this Kobe Pine Bryant- up believe it but it sounded like it must
1: have missed you wow so kobe and Uh, and jared called you personally the day after you gave him your your demo
0: the day after wow and i was set to fly back to new york that day but i ended up staying Uh and we worked out a situation then i came back to new york and moved back to la the next week
1: you moved to la the next
0: week the next week.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: So at it the, was t- at the time, I,
1: was I already living in L.A. or did I come to L.A.? After? You were
0: already living there. And okay. that was a big part of why I was comfortable, too, enough to just move that fast because you were there. And my, my parents were like, Ed is there. So, yeah, right. you'll be good anyway. They didn't, just didn't want me by myself. Right. And – um Kobe's family was very embracing. Shea, his parents were so cool. Like, I mean, it was just, it was a fun time. And a lot of things people didn't know about Kobe is he was so funny. Like, people just saw him being, like, quiet or stoned. He was so funny. We would be in the studio and he would crack us up. I remember telling him, like, for the video, him and I did a song together. I said for the video, I'm, I'm a dunk on you in the video. It'd be so cute. He said, "Nobody dunks on me." Like, <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, no, it's not happening."
1: That's not happening, right? But, but not at, happening. at the time, this is after Kobe had already. Just after Kobe had a released K O B E featuring Tyra
0: Banks. Yes, it was after that.
1: Okay. Okay. Dude. And
0: we were actually gonna work on his new album. Oh wow! Because I was telling him, like, listen, we let's rework this album. Because he had bought it back, he didn't want to put it out and everything. I'm like, no, let's let's do this album. We were all talking about reworking that album. He was excited. It's crazy. <sighs> and, you, yeah. and you,
1: you were just telling me the other day when I called you, we were talking about Kobe about a jersey
0: he gave you. Yes. <laughs> As I was looking at it right now. It's huge, right? We were in his office uh-huh. at, headside, at Headside, and I said, I was like, I need, I need a jersey. He called me, I need a jersey. He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, but I only got this big one. It was huge. It was like a 5X or something. It's 56, right? He's like, it's huge. I said, I don't care. He was like, well, where is it? <laughs> and he signed it. I was so happy. Thank you, thank you. And... um. I've always touched that. I've never worn it. Never I just keep touching it because he touched it. You know, it just yeah. feels so bad. I Kobe, Kobe uh,
1: was complex. Now, when you were signed to Kobe's label, this is before he won the first championship, right?
0: This was yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he didn't have a championship under his belt yet.
0: No, nope, no,
1: nope. not at all. And then. Nope. And then, unfortunately, the label folded. What happened, and how did the label
0: fold? You know, to be honest, uh-huh. that's one thing I wasn't really sure about. I think it was because he, the case happened. Oh. Yeah, that case happened, and then that's when I noticed I stopped really seeing Kobe because he was around all the time. He was in every studio session. Okay. He was he was there all the time, and then that started happened, and I didn't I wasn't seeing him. I was dealing with Jared a lot mm-hmm. <clears throat> after that, and then one day Jared just said the label was closing, so they never really gave me a definitive reason why I just assumed, Right. You know,
1: but you know what unique i wanna i wanna talk about Kobe and his entirety because Kobe was a complex person. And I think after, yes. I think after the case happened, and they cut, they shut the label down. He left you out there. I'm I'm just going to put it out the way it happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The label, mm-hmm. the label left you out there. In LA, they stopped taking care of your apartment. They stopped mm-hmm. they stopped paying for stuff that they had to pay for. And at times, I had to help you out out of my pocket. You
0: and you I, absolutely I, did. And I could tell you a story. I remember like yesterday. Um, it was absolutely when. My bills, I didn't know. And my leasing agent called me and he was like, Where does he dictate you? Mm. And I'm like, well, Why? He was like, Your rent hasn't been paid in three months. Right. And they were paying my rent and my car, no. Right. So then I called the bank for my car and they were like, Oh, we're repoing we your car. Wow. And I started calling the label. Nobody was answering. I was calling Kobe. I couldn't get through to him. I called Shea, his sister,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I'm like, Shea, what happened? They gave me evict me and she said, well, good luck. You find him because he stopped paying my bills, too. I don't know what's going on. So yeah. I felt like, I was like, oh, God. Well, I'm like, yeah, his sister, I guess that's even, you know, I just was like, well, I didn't know really what to do. called Ed, you. My best friend, and I remember you came and you paid my rent and my cardinal he gave me two, it was two big checks. I remember they were huge. I could say I had, why the checks are so big anyway. So, paid my rent and cardinal. Thank you. I'll never forget it. And um, I, I ended up seeing Shaq not too long after that. Mm-hmm. And in a club, and he asked me what happened. And, you know, I told him, and he went in his pocket, gave me a thousand dollars. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I I came up to his knees, like so <laughs> short. <And> he, <laughs> he was like, uh, "What happened with the label? What happened?" And I told him, "I was like, at, you know, at this point, I need to go home." I told him, "I said, Ed just got you know, got me from being evicted, and I got my car, but I don't have any right. more money." And he gave me a thousand dollars out of his pocket, and wow, told me to call him and. Then, yeah. And you
1: know what? And and because I'm being completely transparent and we're talking about the complexities that with Kobe Bryant, I was very angry at Kobe for a long time. I
0: know.
1: Like super angry yeah. where I was like, fuck him, I ain't fucking with him. I ran into him one time. I forgot where I was at, but we were in LA. And he said, what's up to me? This is later on, you know, about 10, 15 years later. And he said, what's up to me? And I kind of gave him a look. And he said, you still mad about the label shit with Unique, right? I said, yeah. You know what he said? He said, man, I apologize. I didn't handle that right. Mm, Wow. And and when he said that, he said the whole case had happened with the young Mm -hmm. lady. So he pulled back, and then Phil had told him and Shaq. Because you remember him and Shaq? Shaq was doing movies. They was doing all kinds of shit. Kobe, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shaq had Twism. Kobe had his. What was the name of Kobe's label? I can't remember. Ted Right. And he was doing that and doing this. And he was like, Phil got at us and was like, if we want to win a championship, we need to concentrate on doing just basketball. I had in my head that I was still going to do the label. And then when this whole thing happened with the, with the young lady, the alleged rape, I still call it the alleged rape because we didn't get I do
0: too. I never believed that. Because we okay. didn't get
1: convicted of anything, right? Um. He said, I pulled back off of everything. That was like a wake-up call, but I was young, and I didn't really handle it the right way, and I apologized. And I had to accept his apology. Right. Because it took him as a man to realize that he made a mistake. He's a superstar. He could have blew me. He could have blew me off. Right. He's a fucking superstar. But that's that's not the kind of person he was. He was such a competitor, right? That, and he wanted to win so bad, and he really wanted six champions so he could be on the same pedestal as Michael Jordan. But he, mm-hmm. at that time in his life, this is 15 years maybe after you were on his label, he apologized.
0: Wow, that that's, shit, that's major.
1: That shit threw me for a loop, Unique. It really did. It, that that he fucking apologized because I did. You know I'm. You know I. You know me. You know I'm. You. I know, I know. Yeah, and I
0: grilled the shit out of him, yo. I know, I know. And, you know, I I made peace with it so long ago because I did assume it was from that case. Right. And I could only imagine what he was going through. Right. And knowing him, you know, and I take take any woman's claim, you know, seriously, but knowing him, I just didn't ever see that in him, you know? And never. He was. I mean, and and I've seen him around beautiful women. This woman, that woman. He was so in love with Vanessa. He never looked at me sideways. He never looked at anybody around me sideways. Right. You know, he was always professional. He was always business or basketball when I saw him. Yeah. Or laughing about joking, but it was never anything that I saw. That would lead me to believe that. That's why I do say alleged. I never, you know, for me yeah. knowing the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and uh, for from my perspective of, of seeing Kobe and having so many great memories of, of Kobe, I never saw that in him either. I think he cheated. He definitely cheated. He mm-hmm. did. He did that. But it's gonna be hard pressed for me. And I'm not taking anything away from any woman. That has been sexually assaulted or raped or anything. So please, women don't, ladies that listen to this podcast, don't get me wrong. I just right. never saw that in Kobe, and I just don't believe right. that it was an actual rape. I just, I just don't or sexual assault. Right. That's
0: just, that's just right from knowing him.
1: Right. But doesn't it from doesn't knowing. it bother you when you see now that 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 he's passed on, people bringing that shit up?
0: Oh yes, yes, because he wasn't convicted of it. Right, he's not convicted of it, but you know, I do understand too, Ed. Uh, that you know, and if you didn't talk about someone's life, mm-hmm. that you know, they were gonna discuss everything. You know, and nobody is a is perfect. Nobody's a saint. Nobody has a life without blemishes. That's right. And mistakes. Nobody. You know, this is when we die. People wanna, you know, put us on that pedestal. You know? Mm-hmm. But we are all humans. And that's what I'm grateful that I saw of him. His humanness. He was so regular. Yeah. He used to be by himself all the time. <laughs> when he used to come to the studio, he was by himself.
1: Right. No No
0: entourage, he, no hangers No. Bars. No security, no entourage, nothing. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Last thing, joking, doing music. Which
1: he loved too. Absolutely. Because everybody knows he did K O B E featuring Tyra Banks. He was on the remix joint with Brian McKnight. It's called Hold Me. And he did the Say My Name remix with Destiny's Child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's on he's on all of them joints, every last one of it. You just. Come. And I didn't
0: even realize he was so young, man. He was 21. Right. When he did that
1: label. Yeah, he was 21 years old. He, yeah, he was a baby. He's absolutely but, a baby. That's why when he apologized to me, he was like, I was young. I didn't handle that right. I should have took care of everybody. But that thing happened. And then, you know, he was, I guess, you know, that shit could throw a cloud over everything. And I guess he just said, fuck everything after that. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And and, and like and that could make you do that. It's understandable.
1: Yeah, yeah it's very understandable. Super it's, understandable. Let me ask you a question, Unique. You said that, uh, you, want, you was going to say
0: something? Uh, I'll wait. Go ahead.
1: Um, you say you still have the, the uh jersey that he gave you. Do you still have the song y'all did together? I
0: have it, and I, I have to, Do you know what it is? It's on a cassette tape.
1: You <laughs> so, need to get that thing pressed onto CD, and you need right. to share it with the world.
0: I will. And you know what I found? What? On CD, the, uh, I don't know if you remember, it, we did a song called Cherish.
1: Oh, for wow.
0: school violence. Wow. you You remember Mia X? Uh, Tigger. DJ Quick. Uh, 702. <laughs> Tiger. Uh, not Tiger. Uh, Tigger. Big Tigger is on it. Wow. Um, I found that. And you know what's the case? I was looking through CDs like a couple months ago. That I found it. I just was tearing up and I was thinking about everything. And. That whole time, mm-hmm. it's weird. But I will share share the music. I definitely yeah, um yeah, just put it out there because yeah, you know, you people, know just let people hear it. And
1: yeah, people are hurting right now, and you know people want to hear Kobe. They want to hear his voice. You know what I mean? And it's just this is like such a huge, huge blow to me. This is I feel the same way now that I felt when Todd died, when Stretch died, when Heavy died. Mm when Heavy died, when Pac died, when Biggie died, mm. when Left Eye died, when Aaliyah died. This is the mm. same feeling, like I feel like I lost a family member. And it's been a long time since I've seen Kobe face to face. And it just mm. feels like you losing a family member, he's only 41.
0: Only 41, it does, it really does. And I just keep thinking about the fa- his whole family, I keep, you know, I just, uh, I just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing that's helping me because uh-huh. I wasn't sleeping. Every time I lay down, I just kept thinking about it. But the one thing that's helping me and I hope it helps other people is that once I saw that he went to church that morning. Right. It, it, it gave me a solace. He was fine. I feel like in the last moment he was okay because I, I've, I've almost felt like I was going to die in a plane crash. It was that bad. I was so scared at first, and then when I thought I was going to die, I was not scared anymore. Right. There's a sense of peace I can't explain. It came over me to say, God, take me. And I feel like that's what happened. He he was familiar with God. He loved God. God was in his life.
1: Yeah, and once he stopped playing basketball, he became – a devoted father, devoted husband. The reason why he took the helicopter all the time was so that he can make it back in time to pick up his daughters from school.
0: Absolutely.
1: Isn't that something? Like you hearing people now come out of the woodworks talking about the conversations they had with Kobe Bryant while he's picking his daughter up from school, like how he attended school functions mm-hmm. and how he was a real integral part of all of his girls' lives.
0: I said that I'm like, that's so beautiful. Even the day before you see him in, at at the game or practice. Right. You know, with his daughter. And right. then to be up that early church in the morning with your child to the right. game, that is dedication yeah, that, is. that that is I, I cry for the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. The beauty
1: of the man. You yeah. know? Complex character, super competitor, but a beautiful person. A beautiful person, man. Definitely going to be missed on this planet, man. It just feel like God took the man way, way too soon. Unique, you know, people hear my podcast all over this country, and people hear my podcast in, in New York, too, man. Tell us about your food truck. Oh, well,
0: my food truck is called Food Fetish. Okay. And uh, I make soul food, so there's not too many of us soul food trucks out there. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I do candy ends, collard greens, everything, wings. So, uh, you know, where I'm, I put on my Instagram where we're going to be for the day. And, uh, you know, if you guys are around, right, well, come on. Well, your Instagram. They'll know your Instagram, okay. girl. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, you're right, you're right. My Instagram is at Unique Bronx, and that's Unique B-X. So okay. U-N-E-E-K-B-X.
1: Okay, at U-N-E-E-K-B-X. Yes, and every day you tell everybody where you're gonna be at, so y'all already know what my yes. girl is doing. One of the one of the uh, fiercest female MCs that ever touched a microphone. Um, my personal friend for well over twenty years, my sister Unique. Thank you for sharing your your Kobe memories with us, man. I we really appreciate
0: anytime that. and listen. I'm gonna uh, send you the music ad so you can put up. Okay, and guys, don't kill me. I gave you the wrong Instagram. It's Unique Bronx. U N E E K Bronx, B R O N X.
1: Okay, U N E E K B R O N X. Yes, that's how you find the food truck so you get that good food. I know, I know, I know it's happening. When I come home, you know I'm all over that food truck, right?
0: You know I got you. and I love you guys. <laughs> I love and you love more, you pray man. For all the
1: family. Thank you, sister. I love you, sis. All right, amen. Love you too. All right, talk to you soon. That's my little all sister, right. Unique, right there, man. We had to. Uh reminisce on kobe because she has firsthand knowledge of what it's like to be with kobe during the time that he was doing his music and everything else that was surrounded his entire life so i appreciate my sister we went through the good part the bad part of kobe but still the love for kobe bryant is never gonna die and and, and that is absolutely real man kobe bryant's special Real special dude, born August twenty third, nineteen seventy eight, in Philadelphia. lived for a long time in Italy. Um, he lived in Italy where his father Jelly Bean, all right, uh, Joe Jelly Bean Bryant played basketball over in is in, in I almost said Israel in Italy. He was born to Joe Jelly Bean Bryant. His mother' name is Pam Bryant. Um, Kobe was drafted in the first round, thirteenth overall. Went to the NBA directly from high school. From high school, y'all. So in other words, we watched this guy grow up. We honestly watched him grow up. This is the only player in NBA history to play. 20 seasons with one team. He never left the Lakers. He was always a Laker. Magic said he's the greatest Laker of all time. One team, him and Shaq, won three championships together. They three-peated. Then he won two more. With Paul Gasol and other members of that team, Kobe had five championships. Yeah, been married to his wife Vanessa Lane Bryant for 19 years. They have four daughters: Gianna, Maria, Honore Bryant, Natalia Diamante Bryant, Bianca Bella Bryant, and Capri Kobe Bryant. I have four daughters, but I also had that son. I have four daughters, so Kobe and I got that in common. We both have four. Four girls. And I love that hashtag that's on you on Instagram and everywhere and Facebook. Girls dad. And everybody's posting pictures. So follow me on my Instagram, at Ed Lover. And uh, on Insta- on Facebook, Ed Lover presents. Come on, son. And you'll see me post my picture with my four girls, too. My son's just going to have to understand that. Gigi, Gianna, is his daughter that died with him in the helicopter crash. Um... Kobe has been married to Vanessa, like I said, Lane Bryant, for 19 years. He has two sisters, Sharia and Shea. And they're only like a total of three years apart. They're very, very close. And let's not forget that Kobe still has his immediate family, that his mom and his dad and his sisters are alive. He has nieces and nephews. His One of his sisters has three children. The other one has three children. So there's a family there a family dynamic besides Vanessa that we seem to be forgetting about. He had the Mamba Academy. He has five NBA championships, as I mentioned before. He's an 18-time All-Star. 20 years in the league, an All-Star 18. I don't think anybody else has ever done that. 18 All-Star selections out of 20 years. Only two years of his career did he miss being an All-Star. 2008 league MVP. Okay? Two-time MVP of the finals. Two-time MVP of the finals. Scored 81 points in the game. Last game of his career, he had 60. That game was on the other night. I cried at the end of that game, especially when he said, Mamba out. I cried. Two-time Olympic gold medalist. Fourth in scoring of all time. Number one is... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, also Laker. Number two is Karl Malone. Number three is now LeBron James. And number four is Kobe. LeBron cried like a baby when he heard about Kobe. Now imagine you being on a plane coming back from Philly to Los Angeles and you hear that your brother, your close friend, died in a helicopter accident and you're on a plane. You know what I mean? The day after you surpass him, for all-time in scoring, and you wrote Mamba Forever on your sneaker that you wore in that game, that you passed Kobe for third all-time scoring. So now it's Kareem Malone, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant is now in fourth place. Did record, K-O-B-E, Kobe, rap record, retired both of his jerseys from the Lakers, his number eight jersey and his number 24. He came to the radio station one time when I was in New York, And he gave us a signed jersey, his number eight jersey. I still have it. Um, When I get back to Atlanta, I'll go and find it, and I'll take a picture of it, and I'll post it so y'all can see it. Like I said, when Unique was on the phone, did the whole Me remix with Brian McKnight, Say My Name remix with Destiny's Child. I mean, a stellar, stellar, stellar career. You know, you see everybody reaching out and having something positive to say about Kobe Bryant. And like Unique said when she was on the phone, no person is perfect, man. And that's the most important thing. I got it, I man, listen, I had troubles. My wife now was my fiancee then. We got into a fight in a club and I ended up punching a, a girl in the face. And I had to do seven days of community service in New York behind it. Does that define who I am? I don't think it should be, and I really don't appreciate people who are trying to paint this picture of Kobe Bryant as a sex offender when he wasn't fucking convicted. That shit pisses me off, man. He wasn't convicted, and he didn't do anything again after that. It's not. This is not the case of R. Kelly. Okay, R. Kelly was not convicted back in the days, and then once he was not convicted, continued to do the same thing over. Kobe Bryant was a sexual predator. He's not R. Kelly. R. Kelly got acquitted for having sex with underage girls and then went right back to having sex with underage girls again, allegedly. But come on, he got a federal case now, so y'all already know how the feds get down. But not Kobe, man. Kobe as a competitor, there was a lot of people that did not like Kobe Bryant as a competitor on the basketball court. He was cocky, he was confident, he was sure of himself, and he would bust your ass on the court. There's a lot of people out there that didn't like him. Smush, I know Smush Parker didn't like him. He fuck with Smush. I know for a long time, I know right now Dwight Howard feels bad about Kobe Bryant passing away. But Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant did not get along. When they played, you know why? Because Kobe was serious about winning, and he felt like Dwight fucked around and played around too much. These kind of people, you can't be around them unless you're coming on their level or close to their level. Michael Jordan's the same way on a golf course and on a basketball court. They are dangerous. They're not playing games. They want to fucking win. And if you come in there with a nonchalant, playful attitude, you ain't working out, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, they don't have time for you. They have no time for bullshit. If they see you in practice every day, you laxing, you joking, you doing this, and you not taking this shit seriously, and we out here trying to win, they will get your ass off the court real quick or get you traded. I saw Shaq the other day, uh, in fact, it was yesterday talking about Kobe on TV, and he felt so sad. And you know how much they went at it. You know how much they went back and forth when Shaq finally got that fourth ring And he went in on Kobe, and it was all over the place. He did the rap, and he was like, hey, Kobe, how my dictates and all that shit. And then Kobe went back at him after they got five, after Kobe got his fifth, but they had a mutual fucking respect for each other, and they were like brothers, and sometimes brothers fight. One of the saddest things for me is that them two young egotistical motherfuckers couldn't keep it together. It's the same way I feel about Shaq and Penny. If Shaq and Penny would have stayed together, Put their egos to the side. There's no telling what they could have did. And I feel the same way about Kobe and Shaq. But Kobe was trying to be competitive. He was trying to do his thing. He was trying to win, win, win. And Shaq was coming in camp out of shape. A motherfucker like Kobe Bryant that's that competitive ain't got time for that shit. And he was much younger than Shaq. So he went in, hey, listen, you going to keep me or you going to keep Shaq? Kobe was actually supposed to come to Chicago and play for the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine Kobe Bryant in a Bulls uniform? trying to be, He was always trying to be like Mike, but he would definitely been like Mike after that. But, man, if they could have kept it together, they were young. That's why I, for a long time, you heard Unique on the phone with me, you heard me talking about how mad I was at Kobe for a long time, how he left us stranded in L.A. I also had to remember that he was young he was young and he was he wasn't totally mature and he was reactionary man you know kobe bryant is absolutely one of the top 5 greatest ball players that ever played and this is something else y'all that I want to share with y'all that hurt me to my core he's going into the hall of fame this year we're not going to get to see kobe's acceptance speech that is going to be the saddest hall of fame induction I don't even know if I want to watch it. I don't even know if I want to watch it. I'm interested in knowing they usually, when you usually get picked into the Hall of Fame, you usually pick another Hall of Famer to bring you in, right? They usually stand on that stage, and then you, the people that you looked up to, I I have to think Michael Jordan will be one of them. I don't know who the rest of them are going to be. Probably LeBron James and maybe Shaq. That's just my guess. Right, to bring him in, and then he would they would leave and he would give his speech. And he's not gonna be able to do that, and we're not gonna be able to experience that. Worse than that, Natalia, Bianca, and Capri, who's only seven months old, she's gonna grow up without her father. The other two girls at least knew some of her father. Vanessa's been married to this man for 19 years. Let us not forget that his mom is still alive. And When my father died, when I was 19, my grandmother didn't live five years after my father died because it just broke her to pieces. It's tough. Any parent will tell you the hardest thing, no parent, my mother always says, I don't want to outlive my children. I don't want any of y'all to go before I go. I can't imagine waking up, kissing one of my kids, and then they go. I can't imagine what Vanessa's going through. None of none of us. I don't even want to try to. His, his sisters, his brother-in-law, his nieces, his nephews, his mom, his dad, his wife, his daughters. You know he had a, a a a very public feud with his mom. I think it was back in 2013 over her trying to sell some of his items from his stuff that he had given her they went to court behind it i don't even remember the outcome but i hope him and his mom had an opportunity to patch things up he's estranged from his parents for a long but for a while after that and then when he won his fifth championship his father was there and they kind of got the whole family back together you know it it, is it's tough it's tough one thing you know we all wish for is financial security or we all say, man, if I can hit the lottery and hit that 400000000 million, million, I'd be straight. Kobe was worth $770 million. You know? And you should go back and read the letter to Kobe. He wrote from 40-year-old Kobe to young Kobe. He had to cut his sisters off. He cut his parents off. He had to. Because his sisters, especially his sisters, they would have never... Had an opportunity to grow and blossom if you'd have kept taking care of everything all the time. Biggie said it best more money, more problems, man. He's a complicated figure, but he's a figure that we watch grow up. A lot of times we expect a boy to act like a man. He was only, what, 18 when he got into the league? 19? He's 41 when he passed on. We watched him. What a gift for us to be watching. That young man turned into a man for 20 seasons. He's been famous for 20 straight seasons of basketball. We watch him win Olympic gold. We watch all the all-star games. We watch Kobe in the dunk contest. See, to me right there, I'm sorry, all you LeBron fans. LeBron will never be on the level of Kobe or Jordan until he wins a, a or at least participates in the dunk contest why did kobe get in the dunk contest because that was a rite of passage for superstars dwight howard won the dunk contest and he ain't nowhere near on the level of kobe or jordan the lebron is never going to be i don't care how many championships lebron wins and young ass lebron should have been in that dunk contest man come on man come on man You, you you remember jordan versus dominique wilkins the human highlight film you remember when fucking Spud Webb won the dunk contest? What's my little man named uh? They used to play for the Knicks. Won the dunk contest, huh? Yeah, Robinson won the won the dunk contest. And LeBron is a superstar in every other statistical category. And I ain't got number respect for LeBron. But my asterisk on that career is you didn't get in the dunk contest, bro. The best of the best always got in the dunk contest, fam. Kobe was in a dunk contest, bro. Kobe's a GOAT. For his generation, Kobe's a fucking GOAT, bro. There was no better shooting guard for those years that he played the NBA than Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe's a GOAT. He should be respected and remembered, not only for what he did on the basketball court, but all the philanthropic quiet things he did off the basketball court. Not just the accolades that he did, but how he got in trouble, woke up, changed himself, got his stuff together, and became a great dad, a great husband, philanthropic as a motherfucker, did things for a lot of people that he never wanted publicized. He put his money where his mouth was in the community, and he should be applauded for, not drug on social media because of one incident in his life that he wasn't convicted for. Do the Central Park Five, do they still have to be rapists? And they did time and they were innocent. So if one of them die, you are still going to drag up the fact that, that he was accused of rape? And he was innocent. Stop dragging people, man. Kobe Bryant deserves all the respect and admiration and love that he's getting right now. Can you let the man rest in peace? Everybody. Everybody. I saw some so-called ass comedian put up on Instagram, Kobe passing, not likely. Because Kobe had a reputation for not passing the ball. So he tried to play on that. Kobe passing, not likely. It's the same day he died. One of my friends wrote back to him, keep that same energy when we see you in the streets. Because you don't put up where you touring at. My man said, when we see you on these streets, I want you to have that same energy. So dude pulled it down and apologized. Don't use this man's death to try to further your shit. And all you little motherfuckers out there that's retailing, that you got sneakers up on consignment and you had them at a certain price before Kobe died, don't try to make money off of Kobe's death. And all of you people out there that's printing up all this Kobe shit, and got Kobe's name on the back of something, you make sure you throw some of that money to the family. That's one of the things that bothered me, because I know in death of somebody famous, somebody out there trying to profit, the same way I see all these Tupac t-shirts, unauthorized, Biggie t-shirts, Aaliyah t-shirts, left-eye t-shirts, all of this stuff unauthorized, and you want to scrape money in your pocket because you want to benefit off somebody's death. Can we at least let Kobe's remains get cold? Before you run out there and start benefiting off of the man and you know, you're not kicking nothing back to his wife and kids Or you know what you say? Oh, he was worth 770. You they don't need no money. You don't know what anybody needs You don't know what Kobe had what what his overhead was. You don't even know if Kobe had a life insurance policy You don't know Don't benefit off this man's death, man, and let this man rest in peace. Let his daughter rest in peace. Let the other people who's just as important as Kobe to their families and loved ones, let them rest in peace. Stop speculating on shit you don't know and mourn this man because he deserves to be mourned by everybody, by the world. Kobe Bean Bryant was a fantastic basketball player, a fantastic father, a fantastic human being who was flawed just like the rest of us. We are gonna miss you, Cobe. We love you, Cobe. I'm not even gonna do a rant this week. I'm not gonna do my usual come on, son rant because I wanted to dedicate this entire podcast to a man that I knew personally, that I was there when he dropped 50 on the Knicks and I told him to give us a break and he told me, wait till you see what I do to these motherfuckers in the second half. Who well, I was there at the Rucker Park when it got rained out, he had 25 in the first quarter. It got rained out. He's about to bust everybody's ass up there, too. I've had a lot of moments. Some I'll share with you, some I won't share with you, of Kobe Bean Bryant. And I know who Kobe Bean Bryant was. We weren't the best friends, but damn it if we weren't on a first name basis. He saw me. I ain't have to remind him who I was. He knew who I was. I hosted the record release, the album, the um label release party. That Unique performed that. I hosted that because Kobe asked me to host it. Because Unique and I are that close to this day. You heard her talking about the man she knew. And, and I brought up the fact that he left her out there. She wasn't going to bring that shit up. I brought it up because I wanted to show y'all the complexities of a human being. He's human just like anybody else. We pray for his family. We pray for his fans around the world. We pray for his parents, we pray for his sisters, we pray for his nieces and nephews. We pray for all the families, all the loved ones that lost their lives in that horrible helicopter crash. And we pray pray that God allows them in the kingdom of heaven and we are really seriously going to miss the smile, the fade away jumper, the 60 points, the mamba, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. Until next week, man, y'all love each other the way I love you and the way God loves you. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and definitely about you next week. Come on, son. It's the podcast. Rest in peace, Kobe. (laughs) Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah, Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official